Hi, welcome to my podcast, or welcome to my podcast. My name is Xavier Terminella, and this is Pipe Dream Etiquette, where we talk about the etiquette of chasing pipe dreams. Um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking with, we're going to be doing part three of the Understanding Matt Soroki series, and here we're going to be talking about a distance runner solo vigil, some of the hard workout Matt talks about in his junior year of track, and beyond that, some of his personal life, some of his girl problems with hope. And revelations during this period, time period of training. I um, hope you guys enjoy, and yeah, let's get into it. So, so let's start junior year track. Junior year track. So I think we, I think it's this winter is is kind of tricky to tell because it was this is like probably the biggest transition in my life at that point was like not even so this is where it becomes like you're I've, I've talked about it before no longer seeing yourself as a person but as an athlete or as a runner and okay. so especially now mm-hmm. that winter is when i like really had went head first into that mentality so that transition from like i'm a well-rounded person right. to like kind of that all in all in okay yeah and so it's like but when you're that young you're like really excited to like go all in so it's like it's not a bad thing to do yeah it's not bad but it's like when you become that obsessed and like i said when i was like doing all this research and and reading all these books and stuff it's like you develop you know the overlapping um concepts in training and stuff i think the thing is is that like it's good i think it's it's actually important people find these like things they're passionate about But um, I think where it's, and this is, you know, before I hear everything, yeah. it's that it's it's cool to, like, find your passions yeah. and, and stuff. But it's when you start, I guess, not having patience, I'd like to say. Right, not having patience. Because I think, like, each of the theories and kind of coaching philosophies, I think they would have worked if you just gave yourself more time more to recover. Time. Yeah. Like that. And so it's, but, like, it, 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 that even goes beyond running is, like, being patient with, the process and like how long things take the facts and so it's like if you want a good result right away that's just like never gonna happen you know like it, it's really challenging to expect good results off of you know a season of new training right but like let's put my put ourselves in my shoes it's like you're super excited you just like discovered all this new content and stuff and so you're like well i'm gonna try everything out but it's like there's no guidance Mm -hmm. so it's like making this goes back to the earlier themes of like making mistakes so that you can learn from them and so it's really weird so i i think i should just give like your training's weird yeah but training was really weird and like i just didn't have an identity you know it's like all i would do is like think about running run like i was barely scraping by in school you know it's like i would get b's and and c's never any a's but so it's like i think i should just go through like what a day looked like that winter so let's do like just like monday so monday i would wake up at five in the morning (laughs) and it's like i wouldn't even give myself any time to to wake up like at 505 i was like doing core and (laughs) and, like push-ups and burpees and like all the strength stuff for like 20 minutes and then i would go out and do a workout you know Usually, would you like warm up into these things? Yeah, or so would it just be like five thirty. You're out there. It'd be work? like 10, 10 minute warm up to the place I was gonna do the workout. I'd do like a really, I kind of strange workouts. Um, like I'm sure I could look up some stuff, but it was probably like six miles total in the morning. Um, and then I would ten minute cool down back. Um, I would go from uh to school from eight to three no two and then practice at 2 30 and then you know a workout or a run or whatever from 2 30 to, to 5 or, or 5 30 and, and usually waits after and then i would just like go home 
barely do any homework, go to bed. Go to bed at like eight because, you know, I had to wake up at at least you're waking up early. If right. you were going to bed at like twelve or something, that'd be a lot yeah. worse. Yeah. So it's yeah. like I was getting I mean, I, that's nine hours of sleep. Yeah, but it's like it's just the worst. Oh no, it, I'm it not trying to justify just the the work. the work schedule, but yeah, hey, I mean sleep nine hours. And so sleep. then I would wake up at five a.m. the next day, do it over. And so at five a.m. Monday through Friday, you would do like hard workouts by yourself. I think Tuesday I gave myself just a normal run, like five five to seven miles. But you still did the double. Yeah, I would still do the double. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I doubled five days a week. And then I would long run on Saturday and Sunday. I would take off. Oh, you had you were actually taking. Sunday I actually off. took Sunday off. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. but Saturdays. So this is interesting. I would do like a, I would alternate weeks. So one week I would do a longer run, and then on Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday, and then the the next week I would do like ten miles fast on Saturday, and I would alternate that. So I'd do like, I got up to fifteen. My junior year. Really? Yeah. Wait, wait, like 15 miles fast or 15 miles long run? 15 mile long run. Okay. But I mean, like, I would still average, like, I think the fastest average was, like, 6.43 junior year for 15. It's pretty solid that young. I mean, for doing 15, I don't care what pace you're doing, that, that's yeah. good. Yeah, but, and it's, like, I'm not sure how many people are familiar with the Las Vegas area, but there's this, um like, 12-mile loop in uh in the red rock um national park so it's it's all uh asphalt and it's just 12 miles round trip um but it's at 4,000 feet of elevation at the start and you get up to like 5,000 there's like 1,500 feet of gain total throughout the loop hmm. um what's the loop called uh, it's like just the Red Rock Canyon loop. Um, Red Rock Canyon. They do a half marathon there every so often. And um, yeah, but that's the loop I would run for my longer runs. So it's like the hardest loop you could pick at altitude. <laughs> and you're trying to go like pretty, pretty fast. Um, but that was like the first time that I kind of got introduced to like steady runs and like longer endurance stuff was was that winter which is good and i and i kept doing that but we'll get to that um but i think it's more important to talk about it's like the mentality i had during this because like this is like crazy people do this <laughs> this is like crazy burnout training. right crazy yeah. burnout training and not even like imagine if i was like a football player or like a tennis player and it's like no, you don't hear of anyone doing that in those sport. Like, I'm sure you could, but it's like, uh, imagine if it wasn't running. I would, I would be researching all the stuff I could for that, and like, still getting up early and trying to like do double sessions and like, all the little recovery things. Well, okay, I think the thing is, is there's a lot of like technique and there's a lot of drills you can do. Yeah, a lot more. Um... Kind of, yeah, like I said, technique that is involved in a lot of things. So, like, for basketball, yeah. like you could shoot for 45 minutes. Right. It's not like you need to recover from that. Yeah. But if in running, if it's like if you go out for, you know, four miles, 30-minute yeah. run, or like an hour, you've got to recover yeah. from that. Yeah. But even if it's like volleyball, baseball, I, I mean, these are all things that you can just like, hey, I'm going to spend like an hour just doing completely technique things. Yeah. Right. And so that's, I think, kind of where it's different different sure. sports um but it's like like my entire life was just centered around the goal of breaking four minutes mm-hmm. right and so it's like that is just such a i don't know why but it's like just such a prestigious thing to do in the sport is like run a mile in four minutes and it sounds really cool too. oh yeah yeah and so it's like it makes sense four laps around you do it in less than four minutes you're one of the greats and it's like i think part of it is it's like it's so clean yeah right like it's breaking 10 seconds in the hundred like it's 100 meters under 10 10 seconds seconds. yeah it's just that nice like number of one zero and with the mile it's that clean number of four minutes which is like one lap 60 seconds six it's just four times there's something like so simple about it but that's why it's challenging right and so it's like it's just so it sounded cool to me but then it became my life 
So mm. what I would do is I would like write 359 on little <laughs> like post-it cards and I'd put them all over my house. And so, and then, and then it's like every time I was doing like stretching or like core, or whatever, it was just always like every decision I made was to break four in the mile. It was like no longer, there was no part of me that was like a person. Anymore. It wasn't, it wasn't Matt's or no, it was just the a guy machine that yeah. operated under the alias Matt's Right. And so it's like just obsessed. It's like, I was, I would hang out with like my teammates and stuff on the weekends, but it's like, I was, it was a, a lot of just like solitude in the morning, like head down grinding. <laughs> And so this is like kind of important um, for later is like you get used to just being alone and training alone and, and coaching yourself and running alone. Just a lot of like being alone, I should say. It, it, and it's like the the goal mentality is just so it makes so much sense for me as a person. It's like if you're working towards something that is like a tangible goal it's like you see it it's three minutes and 59 seconds that just like made sense to me um but it's like i was doing it in the completely wrong way right yeah you know 100%. no one should be doing you know what five four or eight workouts a week yeah, like, yeah. you shouldn't even do more than four you know yeah that's like crazy talk you know eight workouts a week and it's like that's not even including the long run you know? <laughs> yeah okay and so it's just like and that winter especially i don't know why but that was like the coldest winter in vegas history <laughs> it like it like snowed on like three separate occasions in vegas oh, i thought you're gonna say it was like 20 degrees the entire it, dude it felt like it it was like it was like at 5 a.m it probably felt like it that, was like yeah. literally 30 degrees for the whole it, it fucking sucked yeah. and so it's like yeah that was just another and so i was like well this is gonna add to my character building and yeah I, yeah, yeah. So, you, you like make it actually okay like the circumstances get more difficult yeah and instead of stopping yeah which at some point it like it becomes a good thing to stop like it's not right. healthy to do things like that yeah. you're like no it'll just add to my yeah, character it'll just add because it's like no like you could run in any weather was the mentality it's like no weather is too bad to train in you know um until I, you really do get to weather that's yeah and and bill bowerman said something like that it, there's no bad weather just soft people or something and so it's like that was in the back of my mind always yeah, it's just yeah. like there's no weather too bad to train in but i mean i mean yeah that i mean that's not true the other end of that that is that like if i mean coach Bowerman had a ton of athletes that were like getting ready for a race or something. Yeah. And it was like the day before and it was snowing. He's not going to be like, go out and go run in this snow. It's yeah. just going to be like, dude, use a treadmill. But I took it literally, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's like everything, all these coaches I've read about said, it's like, I took everything super, literally. super uh -huh. literally. So it's like Peter Coe said it was okay to work out once a day. And so I was like, Okay. Sweet. Sweet. Like, <laughs> sick. Like, I'm going to do speed work all the time. And I did. And so that's like another part of that is like, um, that's when my form started to get better is because, you know, obviously like running more helps your form, but like doing tons of speed work, that's, that's really going to help you out. And I did tons of hill workouts. Like you did so a many. ton of everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. So it, it, it's hard. It's like I, I did so much, and and I was like just trying so hard, mm -hmm. and you know I started getting really excited. So I started telling my friends what I was gonna do that season, and like. Okay, wait. Before we get to next season, we're still yeah. in winter. What was your like parents and your siblings? What did they think about this? Like when you were going? Yeah. Through it? So all my siblings were at college. Okay. So I was the only one. Home. So right, because you're the youngest, yeah. right? So okay so... no one's home oh wow it's just me and my parents okay and it's like you know that must have been really different huh yeah it was super different so it's like that's also just like instead of partying every weekend and drinking every weekend then it's like you're just a runner you know it's like you just go for a run and you train and you think about training and talk about running and you no longer have other interests that you used to have it's like you're completely just an athlete just a runner like not what you should do at all 
Mm, you know, they yeah. can like honestly the complete opposite of how you should be as an elite athlete. Um, which sucks. It's like on the one well, hand, well, sucks in hindsight realizing that's realizing what you did. It. yeah, and so it's like, uh, but what what really sucks is like that was just the start of that mentality. You know, I didn't get rid of that until like this March. Yeah. And so it's like, I, that was a good two and a half years that I, I felt like I was just a runner, like not a person mm -hmm. anymore. Um, and this was just like a tiny taste of like how all in I went into it. Like this was the mild stuff, <laughs> right? Like it gets, it gets significantly worse. Okay. Um, okay. I think we've made the point there. Yeah. Let's go into junior year of track. Sure. What was that? And so that that all that setup is important for yeah, this yeah. season. So it's like I told everyone what I was gonna do. I and, and you kind of when you're doing all this training, you kind of feel like um I, I'm not sure how to put it. You kind of feel like guaranteed that something is gonna happen, you know, kind of like like it should happen because you've done all this. It's kind of like you Let's try and put this in words. You've worked so hard and you've done so much that you feel like... Well, I think it's not necessarily that... I'm going to say it like this. You've perceived yourself as working yeah. really hard. Yeah. But in the sense that if you had done less, you would have actually been working harder. Right. Right? Yeah. So it's the perception that I'm working so extremely hard. I'm the working thought harder process, than everyone else. Well, the thought yeah. process that you're doing every physical possible thing that gives yeah. you the expectations. Expectations. That you deserve to break for. You deserve. That's right? the word I was looking for. It's like you deserve to get this result. You know, that's, that's how you think. And so I, I started getting more like practical by the end of it does that mean like like reality normal? okay reality. yeah okay. so it's like i'm probably not that fit but i think i can you know get in the four teens or whatever um so first race the and this was like remember this is my first race in um two years because i hadn't done a real race since fresh track uh track race since freshman track yeah okay. um because i had the stress fractures um I did the mile and the eight, and and TTs. I'm assuming. No, this this these weren't time trials. Okay. Uh, we didn't. I don't remember doing a time trial that season for mm -hmm. whatever reason. Um, and we, uh, you know, we'd line up, and there's like one other good guy in the field, and and it's just like the opener, Rustbuster, Vegas, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I ran like four thirty one, so it's like. You know, my PR at my official PR at the time was 448. So it's like that's a good that's a 17 like, seconds. 17 is, seconds off. Um, Miles significant. And I lost yeah. by like 0.5, you know. It was like damn, like that just destroyed everything uh, didn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. dude, I've been doing so much uh -huh. and it's like that was an, an average time to run. Um and then I I won the eight, I like jogged it or it was like two oh five or whatever um, but how did that 430 at 431 change right. from like i'm yeah breaking four might be a little ambitious yeah so it's like but i was so obsessed that it's like i just didn't i didn't see it like I, I should change my goals you know mm -hmm. there was no i should change anything it's like it it, it was if, kind of that blind faith if anything it's like i need to do more Okay. you know so i so i started doing more and more and it's just like i went through races and i ran like 429 and then i ran uh, like 950 um in the two mile in the two mile um and so then we went to the pasadena invitational mm -hmm. so like the, and that's in california yeah the, so the goal was to make it to Arcadia, what you had to run 425 to get in. And I was like just outside of that at like 429. Um, so Pasadena, it's like um, the Tiger invite. Mm -hmm. It's where all the people that don't make Arcadia go to. 
Um, so like, but it's before Arcadia, right? It's it's the same. So it's on a Friday night, and um, Arcadia is a Friday Saturday thing. But all the invitationals are on the, on the Saturday, <laughs> so it is happening at the same time as Arcadia, just not the good races. Um, but whatever, like we we traveled um, to California, uh, like. It sucked because, like, we could only miss one day of school. So we couldn't go on Thursday. We had to go Friday morning to race Friday. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, you just had a six-hour bus ride. And, and now oh, you have to go and run a mile. That's pretty bad. Yeah. It was six hours? Yeah, it was rough. Wow. It was rough. Because it was it was Friday traffic, too. We, we left at, like, four in the morning. <laughs> yes. That's bad. It was um, I was running the mile and, and the eight. Um, and I was in the fastest heats because I, I had like a decent time. And uh, so we get to Wait, wait. Can you set the scene of the yeah. day? Like, what was the temperature? Sure. Was it cloudy? What was the competition? Right, right, right. So it was like a beautiful Southern California Beautiful day. Southern California. It was Nothing partly, like Las partly cloudy. Yeah, it was super different than Vegas. <laughs> like, it was like 70s out like which was cold to us um, <laughs> yeah okay and so you know you just there's a ton of different schools there because it's a pretty big invitational um and there were like four heats of everything and the fastest heat went last so you get to see everyone before you run and it's like it's just kind of a culture shock um anytime we would travel to california to race it was like a huge shock it's like these massive programs and all the kids look really fit and fast and it's like they have super like nice matching warm-ups and uniforms and whatever um so it's like you get there and, and you look like crusty and, <laughs> and out of, for out of town in nevada and shit but it's like and super nervous because it's like in vegas we always treated like out-of-state competition That's like like the, like the gods like they were much better than us and they were uh i mean some the, the california runners yeah okay. especially the california runners were like much better than us so it's Are like there other athletes besides california there in las vegas i don't or nevada i don't think so i think maybe some arizona schools were there um probably actually but uh yeah so we go off i'm running the mile i'm in the last seat two of my teammates run like 433 and 434 or something um which is really cool they were in heat before us and then those were both PRs, so it like summed me up to do well and uh we go off and it's like i want to say we didn't go out too fast Mm -hmm. and this is this is also a cool thing um someone from foothill tech which is in ventura was the top seed time who was it? I don't know that. Is name. it uh, Villarreal? I think I, I'm, Josh Villarreal. I don't know, but it was like my junior year, and he was a senior. Um, he was the top. Oh, seed. actually, because and probably maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah, some some funny just mm-hmm. for later. Uh, I'll look into it. Yeah. Okay, so this is Xavier from the future. Um, doing some post editing, and I was looking into this, and the more I looked into this, the more interesting it got. So all of the results, they're still available on athletic.net. And if you know anything, if you follow high school running, especially in SoCal at all, all the results are on athletic.net. And strangely enough, I guess it's not that strange, all of the results are still there. So if you go to the the Tiger Invite um, at South Pasadena 2019, here it is, men's varsity 1600 meters. We have Matthew Soroki here in a 42875 from Palo Verde. That was, you know, that was a PR, as it says. And uh, yeah, that was the high school he went to. And interesting enough, I did find who he was talking about. Um, his name's Oliver Pick. Um, I'll get into him in a second. This is actually interesting. But it's weird enough because I knew I, like, didn't know his brother, Oliver Pick, but Oliver Pick went to uh, one of the high schools next to me, Foothill, um, the same time, or he was the same year as I was. So I knew of him, and so it's just weird that, you know, Matt was in going to a school in Las Vegas, and he was racing someone I knew, or someone's brother, friend. You you get it. It's just a small world. 
Um, so yeah, but on the Henry Pick. So Henry Pick, he now goes to Harvey Mudscripts, which is a Division Three school. He's a, I believe, a junior. I've got a nice little tab up on him too. Um, so yeah, graduated from Foothill Tech, and I'm not gonna, not gonna be creepy about this, but he he went. He was third at Division Three nationals um, in cross country. So, I mean, that kind of just shows the depth of talent in some of these races. I mean, like in this race, like going back here, I think he got he got 28th in this race. Matt was, um, let's see, Matt was seventh. Right? The difference of four seconds, but I mean, the guy getting 28th is now a Division Three metal finisher in cross country so i don't know i just thought that was really interesting but anyways that was just a side rant back to the podcast we went off it wasn't fast we came through the eight and like 214 uh and then the third lap was rough and then a lap to go it's like you know i'm in fourth or whatever and I was like I'm gonna take the lead so I do and I lead until 50 to go okay so bell lap you take the lead I take the lead you're 1200 meters into a 1600 you're trying to qualify for Arcadia no Arcadia that that dream was over okay this was like I'm trying to get oh okay you're just trying to get a fast time right okay so 50 meters left what happens 50 meters, like 100 meters to go, I'm still leading, but mm-hmm. I can feel the guys like coming you can up be them, behind you me. You can feel them like breathing yeah, down your neck. Yeah. Okay. And so, I, and I just like don't, I'm just like so exhausted from all the training and stuff and all the racing because we had done a ton of races. And it's like I, just the deep seated fatigue that lived inside of me, just kind of <laughs> like, you know, I had no speed anymore. Yeah, I, and so it's like I held him off for 50, and then 50 to go, four guys pass me. Oh, yeah, and I'm just, like, trudging to the – Your legs feel yeah. like just, like, cinder blocks. Yeah, and so this is – and also it's, like, I got really bad butt lock. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, severe butt lock. It okay, like, so can you explain what butt lock is? So when you're, like, in the last stretch of a really hard race and you're, like, lactic, you kind of feel, like, just the worst cramps <laughs> – of your life in your butt and and that and the butt is really important in running because it like causes you to lift and lower what well, also causes you that that's what helps yeah, you, and stand helps you stay upright. upright and so it's like when you start leaning back yeah. more and more and more because your form just like exponentially and it's like really painful too and so it's like just trying to get to the finish and it's like four guys pass me and i collapse at the line and it's like 428 428. Is, yeah. a, is that a PR? That was a one second PR. That oh, there you go. But it's like, dude. But you didn't hit the 425. You were looking. Yeah, I didn't. Right. I didn't. I didn't qualify, and it was a bummer. And it's like I lost. And then I ran the eight, and I got like, I don't know, fifth. I ran like 206. It was, it was embarrassing. Um. So, and we had to stay the whole time at the Invitational, and it was like, dude. It was like a fucking. We woke up at four in the morning and we didn't get to the hotel until midnight. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't go to bed until one. That's rough. So it was a rough day. Um, and you're just like sitting in your sweat all day. It's like <laughs> you just want to shower yeah. and, and lay down. But um, that next day was that Saturday, which was Arcadia. So mm-hmm. 2019 Arcadia. Yeah. Um. We we are gonna watch the whole thing. We're gonna stay till the end again, which is just like another absurdly long day. Um, and Arcadia was like by far the most intimidating thing like ever. There are mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of of people there, and there are so many schools, and and the fastest kids from all over the nation come to race at Arcadia and it's really cool how they do it is like they do all the invitational races which are the fastest kids at the end of the night um so you you wait all day to watch the fastest people run and i would say like probably the most anticipated event is the uh is the 3200 the two mile um all the fastest distance kids from all over the nation come to run 
Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I went to Arcadia actually last year. So Arcadia oh, yeah. 2022. Right? And that's the first time yeah. I've been. Yeah. Like like some people from my team, they've, they've gone and they've done their own thing. Sure. We've never had enough of a, a team to like take a bus. Yeah. Which I mean, that'd be pretty cool if we had it. You had a team that could do that, right? And I went, and it was it was different than anything I've experienced. Sure. Like I've gone to a good amount of track meets, and yeah, I think same. I've even gone to like a pro meet or two. Sure. And it's different from the pro meets because yeah. the pro meets, they're they've kind of got that prestige in their yeah. own right, mm -hmm. but it's different in that like the, the sheer number of people and yeah. the atmosphere that That's are there. Crazy. It's it's wild. Like I. I have to remind everyone that it's like we just took a bus full of kids like just to watch it's like we took a team just to watch yeah um and so like there you watch all the races and the field events just like in the in the early hours of the day and it's like these kids are so fast it's like they're in the rated and seated races or whatever they call them um and they're already like just like crazy times like some kids will break nine in the seated race of the two mile. And it's like, that's crazy to me. Um, and you're just like waiting all day to see uh, to see the two mile. And so it finally comes. It's like the second to last event. Okay. So there are like 20 kids that line up. And these are like the fastest kids in the nation. They look fast. Mm -hmm. They they're so tall they're they've all got the nike yeah, dread fit they're so cut <laughs> they've got the coolest uniforms and the gun goes off mm -hmm. right and they go out in like 65 and you're 65 like, so yeah. 430 pace yeah. 420 pace 420 pace yeah. yeah even faster and so you're like holy shit like they're gonna die out because it's like you know anyone could can run a 65 but then they go to but to run a 65 for yeah 3200 would be and i believe there actually was a pacer for a mile for this race okay. and they were going to go through in like 420. okay and so they so second lap they hit another 65. Hit another 65 and then they hit another 65. and so um what happened was the pacer broke off with two athletes and everyone else was like probably 20 30 meters behind so there were like two groups now um and it's not like the second group was running slow. Like they were running like 850 pace. Um, the first group was just running 840 pace. And so then they come through the, they come through the mile in 420. And then the announcer. So 65, 65, 65, 65. Yeah. Perfect 65s. Hey, congrats to that pacer. Right. Did something yeah. Right. And so, and then the announcer, uh, Rich Gonzalez, big Southern California announcer. He's like, up front, we have Cole Sprout and Nico Young. And so Cole Sprout was from, like, the Denver area. And, and Nico Young was from Newberry Park, California, which, you know, who knows where that is, right? Okay, so just a little context. You mentioned Nico Young. He, yeah. Nico Young and Cole Sprout got third and fourth at NXN as sophomores. Yeah. No, at, right? they got, like, oh, jeez. Um, no, as juniors. Oh, as yeah. juniors. So that early. Okay, season. so just one season prior yeah they're so these are literally some of the best athletes yeah in the nation the best distance runners okay so they go in they go through the mile in 420 yeah what happens after that and so then they drop some like 66s and it's like cole was really trying to hold nico off um so and, nico's chasing cole yeah he's behind yeah okay. and cole's pressing the pace and then like 200 to go nico well, just... oh, oh, okay so We've gone through the mile. We've gone yeah. through... Like, let's say a lap to go. Okay, so lap to go, 3,200. Yeah, yeah, they're about... The chase pack is about, like, 8 to 10 seconds off of them, which is a lot um, with a lap to go. Uh, and Cole's pushing the pace, and Nico's trying to, like, hold on, and, and he looks terrible. His arms are flailing. Cole? No, Nico. Okay. And you're like, dude, there's just no way this, like, scrawny, tall kid is going to win it. And then like 200 to go. They just like are stride for stride around the curve. And it's like they, they lapped someone in the race. They lapped someone in the invitational race. That's crazy. That kid shouldn't have been in there to begin with, but whatever. And so then stride for stride, like all the way down to the line, Nico out leans Cole. He wins it. 840.0. 840.0. So. And how close to the to the national record was that? That was the the national record at the time. It was like 
It's like 829. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. So they're 11 seconds off. Okay. But that was the junior national record. Yeah, right. Because they're doing this as yeah, juniors. They were both juniors. Okay. I forgot to mention that. Um, but you have to put yourself in my shoes. So I just ran 428. I had 428 been, the day before. The day before. Okay. I had been grinding all winter. Like, like, I thought I was training as hard as I could. And to be fair, I was, but it was like dumb training. It, but it wasn't like, efficient training. Yeah, it wasn't efficient. And it's like, I, but still, the amount of work and effort I put in to run 428 the day before. And then you take these two kids that are my grade, my age, and they just ran 420 back to back mm-hmm. to run 840. That's like that amount of disappointment is like crippling, you know. That that has to tie in with your frustration because you yeah. were talking about with your coaches yeah. that they just kind of just didn't, didn't know care. better. Yeah. And well, so, they didn't know better. Right. They didn't know they didn't know that people ran that fast right. or that you could like coach people that ran that fast. Yeah. It's not just like oh these random kids they've got such natural talent. They're yeah. on paper ways you can coach kids yeah. to be faster. Sure. And so it's like, yes, um, like 420 is a decent high school mile PR. That's not fast. Well, yeah, for <laughs> Sean Rosner. But it's like. That's a quote that, from Sean Rogers. That was Newberry fast. Park coach. That was fast for Las Vegas coaches. And it's oh, like, yeah. that is pretty decent. But it's like, they just didn't see that kids could run 840 in the two mile, your same age. Like, what is separating you from them? And it's like, well, we have this, we have like pretty similar natural talent. It's literally just the training. And so you're saying what different, different, what differentiates me yeah. from, you know, Nico or Cole? Yeah, right. And it's like, and so the way I saw it, it was just the training. And like, I was kind of right, but that's another story. Um, but so that was a Saturday. We drove home Sunday and then Monday. This is like probably, you know, you have those workouts that you'll just never forget. Yeah. This was yeah. one of those. And so I'll say it was, it was, um, it was two sets of four by one minute on one minute off with a 10 minute break in between the two sets. That sounds pretty normal. So eight minutes total um of quality work and yeah but the catch was that the minutes on were as hard as you could go best average it did the average didn't matter it was just as fast as you could go for that minute so like 100 percent all out yeah. for a minute and then take a minute break do it again okay and you do that four times get 10 minutes rest do it again do That's that whole set worse. Again. yeah and so I was already like mentally just so defeated that when I got into that workout, it was just like by the eighth one, I was getting passed by like the freshmen. And it's like, I was just so lactic and, and so fatigued and, and drained that it's like. Okay, wait, wait. So this wasn't one of like your your own workouts. This is a workout you did yeah, with the team. with the team. Okay. I, and I had stopped sl- slowly doing morning workouts. Like I did less and less. So I think at this point I wasn't even doing them anymore. I was just doing like the prescribed training um and it's like dude that was like such an awful workout like such an awful day and it's like i'm just i was just mentally defeated and so i like went home and it's like i literally contemplated i was like dude i think i like just need to quit the sport it's like because i was just comparing myself to these guys and it's like it's so hard in this sport not to compare yourself to to like you know guys that are your age and like it's it's easy to do because you know we all run the same distance and it's Mm -hmm. like just who runs it past well that's just like i want to say that this this is so much bigger than running this is like human nature just like in general with social media it's so hard not to compare Compare, yourself like you go on instagram and it's like oh this person's in hawaii this person's in great britain this person's they're living this awesome life and yeah. it's like so hard not to compare, not to compare. Yeah. but then you don't see all the struggles yeah. and what they did to get there right through all that but but i understand the sentiment of yeah. like it's hard not to compare yourself when we're the same age they yeah. look the same as me we're running th- similar workouts yeah. but why are they better yeah and when you get into that 
why are they better than me? I think as you explained before, there's a lot of, it's really kind of, um, what's the word? Not bipolar. <laughs> it's binary. It's, it's yeah. binary, which is like, you've either won or you've lost. Yeah. You've either broke four or you're four or one. Yeah. Right? There, there is, there's a very big difference in a very small amount yeah. of change. Yeah. Right? And so that's why it's difficult not to compare. Because yeah. you could run, I mean, like what? You could run stupid fast times. Like run, run like a 347 mile. Yeah. But then if you're, that's Ollie Hoare. And then if you're yeah. Jakob Ingebrigtsen and right. running a 356, yeah. suddenly no one cares that you're yeah. running a 347, 347 mile. Because that's, someone's faster. Because someone's faster. Yeah. Right? And that's just what sucks about like, being in the sport and watching the sport is like they only care about who wins. About who wins like wait, wait, actually, look at this. So you know Hisham El Grouch. Yeah. Set the mile world record. Yeah. It's been up for oh, like thirty years. Yeah, it's crazy. He ran three forty three, yeah. like high. Yeah. Three forty three eight, which is Insane. stupidly fast. Yeah. The question is, who ran? Who is second? The so guy behind his him. His name was Noah. Noah something. Noah something. But you have no clue who he is, yeah. right? And he ran he 344. Ran 344. And no one knows his name. And no one knows his name. That's yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. That's why it's like That's exactly it's so it. hard not to just completely destroy yourself yeah. with like I didn't win. Yeah. Like kind of going back to what we were talking about, which is like the dude still ran a 344 mile. Right. No one knows who he is. Yeah. But like he's still one of the best runners that ever exists. Yeah. And, and no one knows who right. he is. And so it's like Nico went on to have like an insane season. And then like I, you know, I made it to our state meet for the two mile. And but I was just so so um, gassed after that that I like I was like I got like second to last. Uh, it was the time was awful. Um and I I think I forgot to mention like personal stuff going on. Um Hope and I like we we were still friends and we were still talking, but it was like definitely like she had a boyfriend and it's like I still liked her. And, um, and so it was it was tough. It was like that was just one of those things. It's where like running became a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. Now it was like I'm just gonna run away all my problems, right? I wish that's how it worked. Yeah. Um, and then so it's the end of the season. We do the banquet, whatnot, and I make another like insane decision, <laughs> like like psychopath decision. I was like, I'm gonna move to Flagstaff for the summer, and I'm gonna run 80 miles a week, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna train as hard as I can. Okay. Yeah, and so I moved to Flagstaff. <laughs> you actually did it. I actually did. You it. actually did. It. No, not even kidding. <laughs> so it, this is a good point to mention. My grandma has a house up there. Um, that makes it significantly yeah. more convenient. Yeah, but... very convenient. And I had been visiting Flagstaff as a kid since I was like three, and we would always stay there. And so it was like, well, I guess I could just do a long vacation up there. Um, and uh, my mom was going to move up with me, and you know, we were just going to live there for the summer, and and I was going to run as hard as I can. And and this is a good point as well. I was doing. Um, Tom Schwartz, who was the former head coach of Tin Men Elite, I kind of just like copied the training he was doing and did it. I could like wrote out the same stuff. Wait, but so you're following just Tom Schwartz, no one else? Uh, yeah. So I, I was like, I want to. So you fully bought into one program. One program. Okay. I was okay. like, this is what I want to do because Tin Men Elite was like really, uh, like. Probably, they were up and coming, yeah. Yeah, they were up and coming. I liked what they were doing. I liked the coach. I liked the philosophy. So I was like, I'll just pick it, buy into this and do it. Um, but I should mention, it's like I had to leave all my friends. I had to say goodbye to everyone for the summer. And it's like, this is the summer of going. So, okay, this is the summer, like, going into your senior year. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is when you're supposed to have the most fun with your friends and, like, all these relationships and stuff. And it's like, Hope had just broken up with her boyfriend. So I was like, <laughs> dude, like, maybe this is the time. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I just, you know, I said bye to everyone. And it's like, I'm just going to – like, I felt like I was – 
like it, it was hard not to have a sense of superiority to people because you were trying to do something so great it's like mm-hmm. you felt like you had a stronger morality but it's like in reality you were doing it for a selfish reason i wouldn't say a stronger morality i think it's that you felt more of that almost entitlement yeah. to I'm being a better person than you right. because I'm sacrificing so much. Yes, that's exactly And then it's right. that you having to physically deal with that pain, that emotional pain yeah. of leaving your friends yeah. that justifies that entitlement. Yes. Like, I'm suffering. That must be why, like, this will... This will pay off in months. Yes. When in reality, I mean, this is something I learned and I'm just throwing in my own experience. Some of the time it's painful because it's not supposed to happen. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I I could go into detail with that, but I'm going to leave it there. Dude, you're like 100% right. It's like you feel entitled to running fast because you've made all these sacrifices and because you're doing something that, you know, no high schooler has done. It's like... uh, like you know relatively yeah and so it's like so you so you just like feel super prideful and like superior to your peers because you're like trying because you're giving up so much and it's like in reality you made the decision to do that it's like no one forced you to no one had a gun to your head and it was like move to five <laughs> right now train. yeah but i did um i, I lived there from june to august uh right before school was gonna start i ran you know anywhere from 50 to uh 85 miles a week i did 16 mile long runs i was tempoing 16 16 okay i read 16 oh. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute wait a- <laughs> uh but I, w- I was like doing you know like professional level training and uh, i was just like I had decent I had been doing like okay workouts with the altitude conversion but everything like you know I don't now I don't really believe in altitude conversion all that much like you shouldn't pray into it but like in retrospect sure the workouts were okay um, well I mean I think mainly what it sounds like is you're doing a great amount of volume yeah definitely. especially at altitude and for yeah. reference Flagstaff Arizona is I want to say a world-renowned spot yeah. for distance athletes to come up and do altitude training yeah to build like capillary power yeah and do all that stuff um i forgot to mention that flagstaff is like the running capital of the world i would say that's like all the pro athletes when they're in their training they go up there to train um so it just like kind of worked out that my grandma had a house up there and i was like oh shit well (laughs) but it's like i i didn't choose flagstaff because of running it's like I had been going there since I was three. So it kind of felt like it was meant to, it was meant to be to go Mm -hmm. up there and train. Um, And this is interesting. So my dad um, had gotten a job offer to move out to Ventura, California that summer. And my mom and I were talking about it and we're like, well, we're not really sure. Like my, my senior year and stuff. And it was like, where would I even go to school in Ventura? Like I've never even heard of that. Um, so it was just like in the back of our minds that summer, like while I was like focusing on training and stuff. Um, and then, you know, finally I came back to, to Vegas and like, I had made the decision that I wasn't going to run cross country. Wait, why was that? Um, I just didn't believe in my coach's training anymore. And it's like, I can't even like, so you completely were like, uh, yeah. Fuck my coaches. Yeah, fuck my coaches. I'm, I'm not, not going to listen to them. I'm not going to run for you. And you were just going to train by yourself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, because I, I had learned to run alone and be alone mm-hmm. up there. And it's like, I was running pretty decently. That. And it was like, I don't even, I don't need to be on this team. Like, you're, the training you're going to give me is not going to get me where I need to go. We know that. Like, that from past stuff, mm-hmm. my junior year, it's like, we know your training isn't going to, me where i i want to go so i'm just not gonna do it and so it's like i was like fully in the decision that i wasn't gonna run cross country and you know all my senior friends had left like noah who i mentioned um he was a senior when i was a junior so he had gone off to college and it's like who did i have in vegas who did you have to look up to and who could you run with right it's who could i run with and who was i hanging out with so since like all my teammates had left and stuff, it was like, 
well it's just like my middle school friends and the friends I used to drink with like we still talked but we just like didn't hang out and so it was like do I really have anyone I had friends but it's like do I have anyone to like you have okay yeah and it's like surface level you know friends and stuff and it's like friends that are partying and drinking and it's like well I don't want to do that and so it's like the decision to to move to Newberry oh okay so um so my, you were mentioning your dad yeah. had an opportunity in Ventura. Ventura so my mom was like looking at schools in Ventura County and she's she gave me a list of options and she's like well how about Newberry Park and I was like well mom that's that's where Nico Young goes and she's like well who's Nico Young and so I explained <laughs> to her the Arcadia story I was like well he's like the best runner in the nation he's mm-hmm. going to be the top returner like he he's won the California state title, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I mean, if this is something that you want to do, then like, I guess we should definitely think about it. And so it's like, so this is like becoming really a full circle moment here. It's like, well, the dude I watched break my mile PR twice is the school that I might end up going to. Mm-hmm. But it, but at the other hand, it's like I had lived in Vegas. I was born and raised in Vegas for 17 years. This was my senior year of high school. Like, is this really a decision that I want to make? But we have to remember my mentality. It's like, I'm going to do everything I can in running. It's like, I'm not yeah. even, I don't care about my relationships. I don't care where I live. I don't care the city I live in. It's like, if it involves running and if I can do it, then I'm going to go all in. And so it's like, it was such a win decision. It's like, let's move to Newberry Park. And we did. And so it's like, I had to say goodbye to all my friends. I had to say goodbye to the house I lived in for 17 years. I had to say goodbye to like all, all like my school and my teachers and, and just like every, I had to, it was almost like I, I said goodbye to like that part of my life. Yeah. You know, at 17, like right before my senior year, I had actually gone to like the first few days of school mm-hmm. in Las Vegas um, because Newberry hadn't started yet. Okay. And so then it's like we moved and like I had to say goodbye to Hope and, and everything. And it was, it was like really tough. It's mm-hmm. like I just like all the friends I had to say goodbye to and everything I had to leave. And then we moved to Newberry and it's like, boom, boom, like you have senior year like first day in at Newberry it was like a Saturday and it's like everything's different you don't have anyone here no one knows you I had been like texting with uh Sean Brosnan like yeah yeah I'm like in town like do you want to he asked me if I wanted to run tomorrow and I was like yeah I'm down and and stuff um so Sean Brosman is the Newberry Park head the, coach. Yeah, head Newberry Park coach. And um, so that Sunday came and it's like I met uh, Jace Ashbrenner, who was a, a, a fellow senior at the time. He met me in the school parking lot and we met Sean there and we drove down to, um, to Sycamore Canyon in Malibu and Nico met us there. And so it's like, boom, it's like you have been training like – like all this time and you've gone through all this shit and you've seen all this stuff and it's like you're shaking hands with Nico Young and it's like two days ago you were saying goodbye to like all your friends. You just got access to some of the most quality running yeah. in the state or in the nation. Yeah. With just in the matter of like a couple of days. Yeah. And so it's like okay. you have all that and you have these teammates and this coach. But it still didn't set in to, like, at what cost, you know? It's, like, essentially, I had given up everything, you know? I gave up all my friends. I gave up my comfy house. I gave up the city I was comfortable in. I gave up everything. I gave up that summer to do this. And so it was, like, I I have a note here that I wrote down the night before – before we moved I don't know I'm not sure if I can find it but it was it was something like so I couldn't find the note but it said something like um I was sacrificing everything for a pipe dream 
you know and i think that's like kind of <laughs> I, I wrote that down in the note you know all those years ago that's why you're here <laughs> um, yeah that's why i'm on the podcast <laughs> so the first few weeks at newbury were just like complete and utter culture shock like mm-hmm. everything even coming from just las vegas even like high school it's like dude i had never lived anywhere else that wasn't that house in las vegas and here i am in a new state uh-huh. in a new city for, your senior for my senior year of high school having to meet all new people and friends and teachers and it was rough it was really tough yeah. it's like Dude, I was like so alone sometimes, and it, it felt like you know. I how just... how was your personal life? Because I mean, yeah. you're saying you gave up, you did this extremely difficult process of giving up all your friends yeah. in Las Vegas. Did you become friends with Nico? Did you f- become friends with like? Jason? So I definitely it took a while to be to like really call those guys friends, but it's like you know the the first few weeks it was like awkward stuff, but it's like yeah over time you know I I became friends with Jace and Nico and, and Colin and Nick and just like all the, the guys and stuff. And it's like, they had a certain like expectation from me because I had that summer in Flagstaff that I did all that stuff. And so it was like, they felt like they were getting like, you know, a really fast guy. But in reality, I was just decent. I wasn't to it per Newberry standards. I was just okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I mean, you know, any other school. Even if you were like a top returner in yeah, Las Vegas. Any other school, I would have been the number one guy. Yeah. But at Newberry, I was like number eight. Yeah. So it's like um, just funny. But yeah, that that cross season at Newberry was rough. Um, I think. Wait, okay. So we can go into this. Yeah, this is I, probably going to be a, a little longer. Yeah. I'm fine going to like an hour 20. I don't really want to go past an hour. But like, yeah, we can just stop it here. I think. Um, well, the only thing is, is because I don't want this to be like a, like a seven or eight part series. Okay. Because I mean, I think. Do you want to, how, how many? Okay. So you just moved in. Yeah. Huge culture shock. Yeah. How was it first personally? Like starting a new yeah. place, starting everything from scratch, mm-hmm. and then how after that was it? You know, academically, because you know, yeah. academics are important. And Definitely. then after that, how was your athletic career? So like this world, maybe not world class. Yeah, it's na- definitely national caliber team. Yeah. So personally, that was like probably one of the hardest times in my life because it's like, especially like at the time, I really the house was rough because we downsized like so much and it and it was just like you know i was so comfortable in the house and, and stuff and like I didn't well have... you left your childhood yeah home. my childhood home so that was like really tough um and i left like all the friends and and stuff so it was just like that was a really tough time personally um and then like academically newberry is like one of the best schools in like southern california academically yeah they're like insane so the teachers were awesome like it was by far we like that (laughs) there's a silver lining yeah uh the teachers were great they were like some of the best teachers i've ever had um and like i did i got straight a's you know that senior year at at newberry because like the teachers were fantastic like i cannot preach enough they they were like great mentors too um and then the cross season was like, I ran Woodbridge. I ran like 15, 15, 15, maybe. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But <laughs> it, it, give or take two seconds. Uh, and then I rolled my ankle like really Wait, wait, wait. Bad. So when did you run Woodbridge? Was this at the start of the season? Yeah, the start of okay, the season. start of the season, you run 15, 15. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... For reference, that's a pretty respectable pretty three mile time. time. Yeah. Like Matt's saying, that's pretty much the number one for any other school, right. unless, but unless you're in California. At Newberry, that was in the number nine time of the yeah. team because Nico had run like 13. I don't even remember. It was like 1340 senior, something. Yeah, senior 30, year, I think it was like 1339. 13, 1339. 13, he was coming after Galen Rupp's American yes, National High School record. Yeah. 
1337, it's I fucking, think. Fucking, like, ridiculously yeah. fast. So, and, I mean... And Jace was, like, 1404, and yeah. so it's, like... It was it was really tough because like, well you went. It sounds like you went from big fish in a little pond yeah. to big fish in a big pond yeah. And then suddenly from being this like because fifteen fifteen fifty in like Las Vegas was like oh shit yeah that I would, kid's good. probably would have been one of the best. But Vegas. now you're just like Another there are guy. kids literally like yeah. getting close to the all time national yeah. high school record and there you're and you're just like yeah oh. Yeah, yeah 15-15 is cool, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I really didn't give it a lot of races that season because, like, mid-season, I rolled my ankle, like, really bad. And I was out for, like, six weeks. Six weeks yeah. for a rolled ankle? Yeah, it was, like, a severe sprain. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dang. And so it's, like, now you can't even do the thing you moved <laughs> You've sacrificed yes. everything uh-huh. for it to do. So now I'm just like in this pool in a random city in California. Like <laughs> cross training. Cross training by myself. And so like that is really when you get the most time to think. It's You're like fighting demons or fighting <laughs> demons. That was like probably this like when I started like getting depressed. Mm-hmm. Probably. That was like the beginning of it. And so it's like I don't want to say that I like gave myself depression because we don't know if it was like you know a lot of kids get it um insidiously yeah as teens and just like as they develop they they develop it so we don't know like whether or not or or an entire pandemic strikes the world true you are completely socially isolated that's just for next episode to get to um but yeah i think i think we can just leave it that it's like Going into track season, I was just another kid. Going into track season, what do you mean? Well, well, going into the into the winter. I guess. We, we we talked about one race. Okay, well, but like cross, like or was that most of it? That was most of oh, it. Okay. It's like I had that race and I won. Did you roll your ankles? Yeah, I won. What about NXN? Yeah, okay, I guess. <laughs> well, I didn't, I wasn't. I didn't go to NXN. Okay, I was asked but, to go, but my can you talk team... a little bit about NXN? Yeah. So, um. That Newberry team was the, at the time, it was the best cross team in uh, high school history. <laughs> so it's like. Yeah, it's, literally just the best cross country team to exist it, it's, it's in the U.S. It's funny when I talk about it now because it's like, um, well, you know, what I came from in Vegas uh-huh. and then what I showed up to. Um, and I was just like, I was just watching from the sidelines basically like all these guys do you know insane things you know at the state meet and the national level yeah the national level like like nico winning and then we won and it was just like it was a tell the story of him winning dude well i mean like people okay wait wait. did you go on the trip i did not go on the trip why didn't you go on the trip i i know there's a story behind this yeah so um sean had asked me to he asked if I was still training and stuff and like he asked me to go. Um, but I my ankle still wasn't really healed and I took another week off um, after our last race. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'll let you know. But then my family was like, let's go to Flagstaff for uh, for it was it was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was in Flagstaff when he asked me to to be the number seven guy on the team. Oh my god! And I was like, sorry, I just can't do it. And I'm like, part of me just like didn't care, and I and I don't even regret it now. So how does wait, wait, wait. well okay? I mean, if you're open to talking about going yeah. back, how did like kind of the the depression that was setting in? How did that affect it? So it's like you don't. It's so weird because it's like you slowly just lose interest in things and you slowly well that's what i'm wondering yeah. was that kind of mentality of like i don't even care if i race at you know nxn yeah which is highly prestigious right it's not you have to remember my my mentality was like i'm only in running to break four i don't care about cross uh, i'm only there to run track i'm okay. only there to run the mile so i just didn't care it's like that was the only thing that was driving me was like the thought of doing it and so it's like I didn't I didn't give a fuck about cross. I just wanted to like get ready for track. Yeah, okay. And so it's like they won nationals, good for them, you know. Okay, even I can tell a better story than that. Yeah. So it was 
It was the dethroning and the changing of torch torches oh, of a high school. I totally forgot. Because there was the Great Oak Newberry Park competition. Yeah. Great Oak is the other kind of like powerhouse in SoCal running. Yeah. So you have Temecula or yeah, Temecula. Great Oak, and then you have Newberry Park. And so just to give a little context on Great Oak, they, they're really kind of more of a high mileage program. They, they have their kids doing like 80, 90, 90 miles, yeah. some, of, some of the guys. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to question the coach, but um, it's a really good program on paper at least. Yeah. And so um, I don't, you know, I don't know anyone who goes to Great Oak, but just you know, a lot of the stuff I've heard about them, they're really good. Again, one of these, one of these just amazing, amazing high schools. Yeah. And so here on one hand, you got Great Oak at nationals, and I mean Great Oak and Newberry Park, they're like a hundred, two hundred miles away. Yeah, they're really. Close and so you got Great Oak, and Newberry Park, two hundred miles away. Yeah. Simultaneously, two of the best high school cross country teams, teams ever honestly. that exist in the nation yeah. like 200 meters away or yeah. 200 miles away yeah and so it, it was a big thing at nationals between like who's gonna win yeah because i think there was like one pretty big meet where great oak won yeah and then the next one we won at state newberry yeah. yeah newberry park won state and then it was like at nationals when everything matters right. everything who wins yeah and as we're saying, it was Newberry, Newberry Park. Yeah. It was really close. It was like two, like, like it was a, a couple points. Yeah. So this is actually a cool story. Um, Colin out kicked, Colin Salmon. Colin Salmon. Yeah. At, when he was a sophomore. For reference, Colin Salmon is now one of the best. Okay. <laughs> best <laughs> runner. Into that, but, uh, yeah. Colin was the third guy for us, and uh, he out kicked Great Oaks four and five for the win, basically. So, That's pretty insane. Yeah, yeah it, was, we were, it was great. Um, yeah, and uh, and we yeah. won. I remember watching this. I was like, yeah. I thought back and laughed out about like well, me, me too. in a blanket we were, we were watching. watching from Newberry, like the guys that weren't racing. Uh -huh. We had a watch party. <laughs> and I just remember, yeah, it was they, they made it all dramatic. They had like the Great Oak, um, Newberry Park, yeah. and then whatever, whoever won third. Oh, I mean, we don't. Th that's what I'm talking about. No one knows who they but are. But it's like the way they but... do it is like they announced uh, second place first. So it's like you didn't want your name called. No, I remember. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I remember they announced third place it's... and everyone's like, no one cares. Yeah. yeah. No one cares. And then they said and then... Great Oak and, and we all, and everyone just went crazy uh, on yeah. stage. Yeah. Um, was that was, awesome. that's like, even I remember this. Yeah. This is like I was in running. I was training the next yeah. day, and I was like, "Did you guys so see Newberry man. Park?" Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was good times. Yeah, it was, um, it was great. So your team, the best cross country team to exist in the U.S., wins nationals. Yeah. What does that set you up for in winter? I think that winter going into may from uh, january to may is a uh, is probably like one of the most influential times in my life so i mean this was also the time that the pandemic started no right so we we didn't that happened in march right well yeah, yeah. but between january and may that's your senior year yeah. of track and field that's when the entire global pandemic yeah. happened yeah, and so right. I could probably like talk for hours about all that shit, but uh, uh, actually, yeah, I think we should leave that for next. Step. Yeah, we're so, gonna leave it here. Yeah. But um, yeah, so senior year, senior year, you finished off with the best cross country team yeah. <laughs> to exist ever. Um, ever. <laughs> that's um, I think that's at least cool to say. Yeah. Um, even if you didn't get to race race with them, I got a varsity letter, so. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, catch you guys next you episode. Next Friday. Okay. 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 Yeah.